Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, one of the greatest community of educators around. So why don't you swing on by to emc2learning.com and sign up, join the community. We got a ton of people that are so focused on bringing kind of the best top quality instruction to their classrooms for themselves, for their students. It's pretty awesome. Today, today's episode is titled Dream Team, and I want to unpack that a little bit with you and kind of think about what makes a good team and kind of pair that into our classrooms and how we can best bring that. Uh, before we do, before we get any further in this episode, again, always love hearing from you, so if you want to tweet at Mr. Matera and use the hashtag WellPlayedPodcast, Love to have you join in this conversation. What makes your dream team? What did I miss in this discussion? I got to admit, I'm sort of talking off the top of my head on this one. I just I had this idea of what makes a good team. This came up this week in my class. I had a bunch of kids do an activity. In fact, the activity that just got released yesterday on EMC2, the uh, Story Dice Showdown uh, and they were, they were playing that and they loved it. And after the whole activity, I kind of like stopped the, you know, the activity was over. And then I used a little bit of time to sort of process with them. What do they like? What didn't they like this kind of thing? Well, you know, would they want to do something like this again? And, uh, it was so interesting to hear everybody talk about how they loved it and they loved this 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 game this particular game has a bit of competition you're gaining strength points from each other and whoever has the most strength points in the end wins and so if you're for attacking your group and you don't get it right you're going to lose a strength token and i'm going to go up a strength token right but i bring this up in the context of dream team because it seemed to fit this idea of a team right a team you know, there can be a business team, uh, there can be a you know sports team, of course. Uh, but this idea of team is usually that there's camaraderie together, focusing on a single goal. And part of what makes that dream team is that singular goal. And then when there's competition in it, right, when we think of sports, that even becomes clearer, cleaner, and just more motivating, I guess, when you can kind of see, ooh, you know, we were working together, things gelled, things clicked, and we sort of were moving up uh, the points here. And several of my students commented on that, that they loved the competition. And several of them, on top of that, unpacked this idea of competition and how they don't see it as a negative they see it as a positive. They were not being rude. No one was like, ha-ha, in your face. It was just, it gelled them as a team. It, it gave them an us to be a part of. And to hear students sort of talk about that and celebrate that made me think, you know, hey, this could be a good podcast topic, this idea of the dream team. Part of that is that competition base, which I think in a lot of classrooms, we try to stomp out competition and make it not present at all. And the reality is this generation of gamers and players and interactors, it's almost unnatural to have competition completely stripped out. Now, of course, I totally 
think that you should make sure kids aren't making fun of each other and it's not for that kind of like bragging rights to make somebody feel bad but a game is a powerful teaching tool and part of a game puts people in teams so what makes a good team i mean i think definitely that common goal that shared goal in this case they wanted the most strength this means in this particular game they had to like figure out how best to fortify uh, for the coming attack and part of that fortification meant people needed to be working at the top of their game they had to be making so many connections to different dice that they had they, they had rolled and it it was epic to see them gel together some teams just all worked together like sat around and discussed it other groups got i would argue a little more efficient broke the dice down and said you take these three you take these three we take these two and just started coming up with ideas and Either way was fine, but it was awesome to see these guys strategize the team, right? And once you had that common goal of the most strength and kind of understood the parameters of the game, you then went into a very strategic thinking on how best to use your team to gain as much knowledge to prepare you for that next round. I think another thing that makes dream teams is understanding of each other and i have advocated this for years uh since my first book uh i really think teachers far too often mix up the groups you know you're constantly drawing sticks for groups you're having it be randomly generated uh, as the kids walk in the classroom or you have your o'clock groups and say like meet with your two o'clock group your three o'clock group uh and i think the reality is if we think about how teams function and work in our in our lives in our adult lives very little changes from year to year so you start to understand the value and the strength that one brings to the team right and so you start to know like i think about my teachers that i work with and i know who i would want to give like hey can you read over this email i'm about to send a parent because they'll comb it over and make it just right i know who to bounce ideas off of i know when i'm having a personal sort of problem somebody that i would go to at school for that too right so like you start to know your team and so i think another function of a healthy good team is that they understand each other they understand each other's strengths they understand each other's limitations that if you give to me the thing i'm not very good at uh you're almost setting ourselves up for conflict down the road because you're going to like rock out on the thing you like and I'm doing the thing I don't really like or I'm not very talented in and there'll be this disparity in work and you will feel that disparity and you will just blame it on my efforts, my overall efforts. But those were not apples to apples. They were apples to oranges and getting kids to see that and understand that is a powerful thing and it takes time. So if you want to build dream teams in your classroom, I think have a little bit of competition so that they can have a common goal. And if it's inside of a game setting, they also have clear rules on how to kind of go up and down. It's not your typical classroom grading where like things are all hidden and you don't know if we really hit our common goal. So we, I am talking about a game structure there. Uh, but then also let people stay together for longer. Uh, my team sort of stay together for almost almost a quarter is what they're together for. And I think it's important so they develop those understandings of each other. They know how to push each other and help each other. Uh, Kind of that last piece on building a dream team for me would be also literally training them on how groups 
function in a healthy way to function as a group literally giving them some class time to level up and learn as a group maybe even do some team building as a group so that they understand i uh it's a concept called asset based thinking it is literally to list out the assets that you bring to your group anything too like in this you can literally list things that are outside school these are assets you bring to the group this these are vantage points you bring to the group so i don't even care if you're like a skateboarder i'd want to know about it if you were in my group because that might be a perspective that could be helpful that could unlock something later so truly like giving them time to list and understand the assets of the group is a powerful thing so i try to like give them the time to do that in my class and that means actual class time, but that also means length, like of the year, that they will be together. Uh, and I think that that's so important, this idea to kind of constantly mixing kids up. It's it's not really indicative of how they're going to probably interact with groups in the business world. Now, I mean, there are probably some jobs where you constantly mix up who you're working with, but for the most time, like <laughs> your team remains mostly the same and maybe you brought on one new one new member to your group and so i think teaching them more how to do efficient group work in an efficient model that seems more likely what they're going to experience in in life that would be more helpful and i think that will help us build these dream teams right uh and then the other i guess like one other like side piece is that Everyone brings their efforts into that single vision. If we go back to that common goal, uh, I definitely sometimes tell my kids, I want I want them to think about time a little differently. So in this uh, story dice showdown that I'm talking about, I gave them 10 minutes to fortify. And that means they're like making connections on these dice. And take the group that had four people in the group. And they all sat around and discussed together. They worked as a group what dice one should be. And they all sat around and gave some thoughts. Next dice, they all sat around and gave some thoughts. Um, And I kind of explained to one of my later classes, uh, if you break the task up, if you have four people in this group that are all doing it together talking, and you have four people in the other group all doing it kind of silently, like just trying to jam out as much as they can, you really end up with 40 minutes of productivity out of group two and only 10 minutes of productivity out of group one. Uh, I think there is value to bouncing off ideas off of each other and all that. I'm not trying to say this would always be the case, but it was eye-opening to kind of explain to the students, like, do you see how you can capture far more work when you all sort of can do that work separately and then kind of like pool it in this case? I mean, this really worked for this particular activity. But I think teaching kids this idea of productivity and and micro-efficiencies, you know, could really help and it helps their team because the more efficient they are it benefits the whole team all right everybody that is all i have for you today on building a dream team in your class i hope you have a wonderful wonderful work week with your students and just have a great time if you happen to be a member of emc2 learning definitely check out the latest on our story dice line we dropped a bunch of them this week and i hope you enjoy All right, everybody, take care and play on.